from Trojans Wire, part of the College Wire Network at USA Today. This is the Trojans Wired Podcast. Here are your hosts, Matt Zemick and Ian Hest. Welcome to the latest episode of Trojans Wired, the podcast, which is an in-house production of the website Trojans Wire, part of the College Wire Network. It's August. It's just a few weeks before the start of the 2022 college football season. And I know that uh, we have games to look forward to and the smell of football is in the air. And we do have a preseason coaches poll out now. It's feeling a lot more like football season, but... Before the games begin, we do have to talk about realignment. And for that, we're bringing in our friends at Ducks Wire, Zachary Neal, the editor over there, and Buffs Wire, Jack Carlo edits Buffs Wire covering Colorado athletics. So we're having our Pac-12 collaboration. And hey, I'm the bad guy. I'm at USC. I bolted for that Big Ten money. Uh, So, you know. Zach and Jack, you know, you can, you guys can let me have it. Uh, but uh, in all seriousness, what are your reactions to the theater of realignment we've seen uh, over the past few months? What were your initial reactions? How have your reactions uh, uh, evolved? Uh, and, you know, what's the current state of play? Just give me kind of the overview. So we'll start with you, Zach, at, at Ducks Wire, and then Jack at Buffs Wire. So, Zach, t- tell me what you think. I think it was, uh, it was a little shocking to see how quickly everything happened. I mean, we saw the first domino fall last year with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 for the SEC. We thought that this could like kind of start to happen where the big conferences consolidate power. And then it really, I don't know, for me, at least it came out of left field uh, that the Trojans and UCLA were both leaving. Um, and it, it kind of feels like now everyone's trying to find a seat at the table, at least from my Oregon Ducks circles. I know a lot of fans are a little bit worried that the Ducks might be left out of the party in a sense, and they want to get into one of those major conferences going forward. Um, I think that that's eventually going to happen. I know we'll get into predictions later probably, but I don't see a scenario where Oregon and Phil Knight and Nike especially are not at that party when it, you know, when it starts in 2024, 2025 down the road. So um, initially I was a little bit surprised, but um, you know, we, we kind of saw some breadcrumbs leading to this and that kind of seems to be where college football as a whole is heading. So um, I think it's just the start of what could be just a, a completely different sport and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. All right. Before I get Jack's take over at Buffswire, Zach, I need to follow up on one thing. Now, f- full disclosure to everyone listening here to Trojans Wired. I thought Oregon was going to go to the Big Ten in like a couple weeks uh, right after the USC left on uh, June 30th. And that didn't happen. And, you know, reading John Wilner and the other uh, analysts who talked to, you know, media executives behind the scenes, you know, they pegged. Uh, Stanford's media rights values being in the, in the ballpark of $45 million per year, and Oregon's was at 30 And that just blew me away. I mean, Stanford, obviously a well-resourced university. You have the San Francisco Bay Area market, but 
As you know, Zach, Oregon's been making national championship games and being in the playoff and winning Rose Bowls and doing all the things that elite programs do for the past 12 years. USC has been largely removed from that uh, tier of accomplishment and achievements, you know, since Pete Carroll left. And I was just blown away that Oregon's value on the market wasn't seen as this obvious prize for Fox Sports and the Big Ten. So I'm surprised. You have to be even more surprised. What? How have you and Duck fans and people in Eugene processed that reality? What do you think uh, people are missing in all of it? Definitely. Kind of like you said, it was, it was really a bit of a reality check because once you see that these big brands, USC, UCLA, obviously very valuable schools, once they got the call to go over, a lot of Duck fans were thinking like, oh, yeah, we're, I mean, we definitely were a national brand. We should be the next one to go. And then you see that, hey, these valuations have them lower. And yeah, it's because Eugene's a, a small town, small market. I understand it's not a Portland, it's not a Seattle, it's it's not as big as LA, obviously. But I think we need to we need to look at what we're we're valuing and how we evaluate the size of these markets. Not the market specifically, but you know, Oregon is not the the TV market that you want, but Oregon definitely has the national brand. They have Nike. They're recognizable across the nation as one of the premier athletic institutions when it comes to football and when it comes to basketball. And they may not have all the accolades of an Ohio State or an Alabama or a USC, but you know, they they are Nike University, and and that Oregon O is a real national brand. You see it on NBA guys' sneakers. You see people wearing it you see rappers you see drake wearing an oregon you know uniform at a concert stuff like that so it is a national brand and it's i think it's going to be highly coveted in the next wave of realignment but um that may not come as soon as we originally would have thought all right jack over at buffs wire and boulder and university of colorado how, how do you see uh, everything that's going on in realignment how do you see the buffs yeah. as being part of all this uh this drama yeah i guess obviously yeah shocked at first like everyone else there when the news hit uh on the final day of june there um i guess maybe like the biggest observation for me was like at least for the four corner schools and some of the maybe not as successful pac 12 schools in recent years it seemed like the big 12 was kind of our best lifeline but then kind of in recent weeks it seems like most of those schools have kind of, at least Colorado, um, have kind of pledged some more allegiance to the Pac-12. So that was kind of interesting to me. Um, I doubt, I don't think C is like closing the door on returning to the Big 12. Um, but just with everything that's come out with the media markets, um, it seems like the Buffs might be okay staying in the Pac-12. Um, obviously, you know, there's new news every day. Everything's changing. Um also on the bright side with the buffs, we got the Denver market right here. Um, so that's a good thing. If the big 12 does ask for us back, um, that's a possibility, but it seems as of now, if like I had to put money on it, I would say the buffs stay in the pack 12. All right, Jack, let me follow up uh, with you on, on one particular point, And that is that, you know, Hey, you used to be in the big 12 Colorado was yeah. in the big 12, not that long ago. And there's a certain man who was the athletic director at Colorado yeah. <laughs> uh, when it uh, left the Big 12 and moved to the Pac-12. That guy's name is Mike Bone. Gee, where yeah. does he work right now? He's the athletic director at USC. But anyway, you know, so having left the Big 12, how does the idea of going back to the Big 12 sound 
to Colorado fans. And I think the the question attached to that, Jack, is you know, is there a desire to rekindle some old football rivalries among the Colorado fan base? Is that attractive? Or do you really want to move, turn the page and stay in the Pac-12 and form your new identity here and, and, and play games on the West Coast? What do you, where, do you, where do you think Colorado fans really want to be for the long haul? From a fan's perspective, I would say Big 12. I would say like 75% of the fans that I've seen on Twitter talk to kind of want that Big 12, those Big 12 rivalries to come back kind of with, you know, Kansas, I guess, um, you know, I guess Oklahoma, not anymore, but, um, and the Bucks also have TCU in week one. So I think maybe a little rivalry could come there. Um, I think Kansas is definitely the big one in Kansas state, um, especially in basketball, CU and those schools had some great, uh, great games pretty much in the past 20 years um, before the buffs left for the PAC 12. Um, but from an administration perspective, it sounds like Rick George, our athletic director now is kind of leaning more towards the PAC 12 just because we have a lot of alumni in California and a lot of donors there. So it sounds like that West coast area might be better in terms, like in financial terms. Um, but from a fan's perspective, perspective, um, I'm sure they would much rather face some of those kind of big 12 schools in the middle of the country. All right. So, you know, in terms of looking at the bigger picture in, in realignment, you know, one of the th- obvious uh, things that's coming up in a few years is the end of the 12 year college football playoff deal. That's after the 2025 season, you know, so it started in 2014. So the 12 year run ends with the conclusion of the 2025 season. So a lot of industry insiders think that, you know, in 2026, 2027, that's where you're going to see another wave of significant movements. And one other obvious point is that, you know, these various grants of rights, especially in the ACC, for instance, you know, if teams leave now, they have to pay a much, much bigger penalty uh, for, you know, getting out of the grant of rights in four or five years. That fee, while still substantial, is going to be a lot less compared to right now. If you were to guess, and I'll start with Zach, and then I'll go to Jack, you know, where, in terms of where we're all going to be with realignment in, let's say, 2026, 2027, four to five years from now, what what do you think uh, is going to be? Uh, let's just pick one. What's one big change that you think is going to happen by 2026, 2027 in terms of how this big chessboard changes? I think at that point we will we will probably see what is likely the two major conferences really solidifying themselves with around 20 teams. And by two major conferences, I mean the SEC and the Big Ten. Um, I think over the next couple of years, they'll be able to add a few more teams, whether that's your Oregons and Stanfords and Washingtons or uh, it's tough for the ACC schools, like you mentioned, because of that deal or that uh, the rights deal. But uh, maybe your Clemsons, your Florida States, your Miamis. I think that they, we will start to see a path for them forward to get into one of those two major conferences. And in a few years, I think we'll probably figure out who that third major conference is going to be, whether it's the ACC merging with the Big 12 or the Big 12 and what's left, what's left with the Pac-12. 
Um, I, but I really think that in a few years, we'll see that expanded playoff kind of merge with, you know, the three new dominant conferences, if you can say that. Jack, what do you think yeah. uh, is going to be a big change that's going to happen by the time we get to 2026 or 2027, four to five years down the line? Um, yeah, I, I definitely, first of all, I guess I would agree with Zach's prediction there. Um, other than that, I'm, I'm just kind of curious what happens with the group of five schools, like the San Diego States, like uh, Boise State, some of those Mountain West schools. Um just because we're in Colorado, kind of close to Colorado State, Wyoming, Air Force. Um, I'm kind of curious what those kind of bigger brands, successful brands do. Um, I'm hoping that they'll get a seat at one of those three big conferences, but I'm not quite sure yet. Um, that that Zach, that leads me to a natural follow-up, and that is, do you think San Diego State will be in the Pac-12 in five yeah. years from now? I'm going to say yes, but that leaves the Pac-12 at 11, and that's yep. kind of an awkward number, so someone else is going to have to join too, maybe like a Fresno State. Yep. Zach, how would you uh, see Pac-12 expansion? Or do you think the conference is going to just stay at 10, given the idea that if you stay at 10, that means more the, the, the larger slice of the revenue pie for Oregon and all the other schools who stay together? I think that the, the conference is probably going to shrink before it gets bigger, to be completely honest, because like I said earlier, I think that teams like Oregon and Washington and maybe Cal and Stanford, those markets are going to, you know, find a bigger piece of the pie somewhere else and, and, you know, find a stronger conference. So um, yes, they can add San Diego state and, you know, some of these other schools, the mountain West conference schools, but I don't know that that means that they're going to get back up to 12. I think that might be a, an act of them trying to tread water and maybe stay at 10 after losing some more teams in the long run. Okay. What do both of you guys think? Uh, Jack first, then Zach second. What do you think about inviting Gonzaga as a basketball-only member to the Pac-12? Um, I mean, I'd, I'd be fine with that. Um, we see that Especially since Colorado is a basketball school. Yes, yeah, that's mostly why. Um, <laughs> Uh, even I would even say like the Pac-12 as a whole, like the past couple of years has obviously seen a little bit more success um, in basketball. Um, and we see this with like other schools, like, you know, like wrestling or swimming where the Pac-12 invites a non-Pac-12 school over. So it's been done before, just not kind of with basketball. Um, I'm not sure how much money would be in that market, but in terms of brand and, you know, March Madness appearances, um, that would be a big a big bonus for the Pac-12. How about you, Zach? Because, hey, you're in the Northwest, so the idea of Oregon-Gonzaga playing conference games, that might be pretty interesting. Yeah, it'd be interesting. And I don't want to open a whole can of worms here with my answer, but one well, thing I opened, really, I, I opened the can of worms with my question, so you're <laughs> off the hook. Yeah, you did. Well, one thing I've heard discussed a little bit, and I don't know how, you know, I don't know how this could work or if it ever would work, but – some people discussing, you know, changing these conferences for football only and keeping a Pac-12 for basketball and swimming and track and field and making sure that all of these non-revenue sports don't have to travel across the nation to play, you know, conference games or conference meets. And so that'd be it'd be interesting to add Gonzaga and put them in a conference with Oregon and Arizona and UCLA and USC as far as basketball goes. But, you know, I'd be a little bit more interested in keeping – you know, I would add them for basketball only, but, 
you know, I, I'd be really interested in seeing these conferences expand for football because, you know, it makes sense USC going to the Big Ten for football. Yes, they can make that work and still, you know, get money and make a lot of money. But, you know, you put gymnastics for UCLA going across the nation to Rutgers or wherever, you know, it, it doesn't make financial sense for these institutions to be traveling this much just so football can, you know, have such a big piece of the pie. Um, so I'd be interested to see, you know, the logistics behind that, how that would work if you could make conference moves for football only and keep the other the other sports in the Pac-12 and, and uh, you know, have a stronghold on the sport there. But, you know, that could be a, a huge ask for someone that's a lot smarter than me. Hmm. Can I add, too, that I guess, I mean, the Pac-12 is kind of like the best conference with Olympic sports. Um it's unfortunate that like a lot of those sports like don't make a lot of money, but I do predict that they will keep growing in the future. Um, so that could be a factor as well that kind of is beneficial to the conference. Um, if yeah, those sports just keep having success. Final question: in This uh, realignment show, guys, and that is the media rights portion of it. You know, uh, there's there's so much new territory to be explored. And also you have the Pac-12 networks, which, you know, I would imagine they're going to be reconfigured in a meaningful way as George Klyavkov engages in media rights negotiations. Uh, you know, maybe the Pac-12 goes on Apple TV, you know, not for the elite games, but like, you know, a Washington State Cal game, you know, a game of that tier, that level every week, uh, you know, may, might go on a streaming platform, you know, ESPN Plus. And then, of course, you have just the bigger ESPN Fox question. Uh, with ESPN probably having the inside track, anything you really want to see out of a media rights deal in terms of how you uh, access and are able to consume Pac-12 content on a regular basis? I think the the ESPN slash ESPN Plus model is pretty enticing to me because like you said, with those big name brand Pac-12 games, you can put them on ESPN and get a lot of viewers, but then you know, there's more of a niche market for the Pac-12 after dark games, your Friday night games. And you stick those on ESPN Plus, you still have a large group of people wanting to watch them, but you also are able to sell a lot of more subscriptions and kind of find your audience that way. So um, I know that uh, a hybrid model has been discussed. I think that would actually work out really well for the conference. Yeah. Um in terms of just like pure money, the ESPN, ESPN plus model is probably the best, but um, kind of like what we've seen with the MLB with YouTube and Apple TV, I think MLB has like one or two games a week on those platforms. Um, obviously they're both free, um, at least YouTube, I believe it was, um, but we're still kind of in the early days of seeing how that's working out. And in terms of reaching a larger audience, that doesn't have to pay for that ESPN plus subscription. I think that might be an interesting option, maybe just to reach more fans. It seems like MLB has had some success kind of doing the Apple TV plus games and YouTube live games. Well, you know, we could go on forever talking about realignment, but we really wanted to hit on the big topics of, you know, this explosive event that happened a month and a half ago. So Zach Neal of Ducks Wire, Jack Carlo of Buffs Wire, who, you know, hey, you guys are going to be joining me for a couple other uh, summer podcasts right before the season. But I thank you for joining me for this show on College Sports Realignment. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, Matt.